0: You're listening to the Writing Momentum Podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Mazzelli, where you'll discover more about writing, publishing, building your author brand,
1: and selling your book. Now, here's your hosts, Chris and Gina. Hi, welcome to the Writing Momentum Podcast. I'm Gina Mazzelli, and this is my husband, Christopher Mazzelli. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us today. We are excited to talk to you today about something that's pretty essential for any book to be a success.
0: That's right. It needs to be written.
1: That's true. It needs to be written, but it also needs to be sold. No, not just sold. Before you get to after the writing, before the sales, it needs to be what?
0: It needs to be edited. edited. Every manuscript needs to be edited. But here's something that may blow your mind. It needs to be edited not one time, not two times, not three times, but in many cases, four times. Because did you know there are four kinds of editors that many times, like the big publishing houses, they almost all use these four kinds of editors. Now, when we are self-publishing, it's very easy for us to skip one of these. Or all of these. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't skip them all no matter what. At least make sure you go through at least a couple of these. The first probably two we're going to talk about are the most important. Mm -hmm. And then the final two, though, they're also the most important. So you do want to make sure, if you can, make sure everything is edited four times. So let's just go through these one by one, Gina, because I think understanding what these four kinds of editing are can help you make sure that your book has been seen by eyes that are looking for these kind of editing. Because the truth is, most editors, when they're reading through, they're going to read through for one kind of thing. And so they're not going to be looking for all four of these types of editing. So that's why you're going to hire different people or the same people to look for different things as they go through. But I would recommend getting different people because if you're having the same people look through, it's easy to miss stuff once you've read through it.
1: That's what I was going to say. How many times have you had a situation where you have written something, Mm -hmm. you have read it? You have reread it. You have read it probably 10 times. Yes. And then all of a sudden you realize still there's a typo on the
0: page. And it usually happens the next day or after the book's (laughs) published. That's what we always tell writers when I format people's books for them often. And they'll say, okay, once it's published, then it's published. Yes, but you're still going to find errors in your book. You will always find errors. One more error in your book if you go back through and read it again.
1: And the goal... Is to get rid of every typo, every missing or misplaced punctuation, mm. every capitalization. You want it all correct. That is the goal. And you can get it very close to perfection there. I think with time, with effort, you can get it there. Yes.
0: Certainly things like spelling. It's almost, I think, hard to publish with a spelling error anymore because your word processor is going is to catch spelling errors and flag them down. Hopefully your editor will catch spelling errors. If you upload it to something like a self-publisher like Amazon, they will read through your manuscript, the, the AI will, and it will find spelling errors and flag them for you. So you're being going to be hit many times with, hey, is this a spelling error? Is this a spelling error? So hopefully that kind of thing gets covered. But it's these other things that can get through.
1: Well, and I still think that there's situations where you've got homonyms. You've got the there, there, or there, or the two, two, and two. Where is it? When is is it being used? And which one is correct? I think that there are still those that will sometimes Mm -hmm. creep by that those programs won't catch. For sure. So you definitely want to make sure you get those correct. But also there will be times that perhaps you read back over your work and find that something isn't as clear as mm-hmm. you want it to be. That maybe you have extra words in there that you don't need, or maybe you need some extra words to explain something to make it more understandable. So that's where an editor comes in and is really helpful to you too. That
0: is one of the reasons we love self-publishing right now, because if you do find something that's an error like that, that you need to clarify that after you've published, It's very easy just to change up the file, re-upload it again, and you're good to go. Anything that's traditionally published, they'd have to go through a whole, they'd have to catch it in the next print run. And I had that happen with one of my books where it was in the early days of the internet and I had put an internet link in there. And they had misprinted it because they didn't know how to print internet links because this is when things were really new. And so they realized after it was in print, they printed the link wrong. And so they said, next print run, we'll have to correct that. Okay, that was like 5,000 books later they were going to correct it. It's nice today that if you have an error like that, you can fix it immediately.
1: And please hear us. We are not suggesting that anybody be lazy about publishing.
0: No, no, not at all. We are
1: not suggesting at all that it's no big deal if typos go out. We are very diligent and very much try to get our manuscripts and the manuscripts of clients and manuscripts that we read for other people. We very much try to catch every error that goes out, but all of a sudden something will get changed at the end or something will just slip by everyone and that's when it's nice that you can fix those.
0: And that's why we say that every manuscript needs to be edited four times because it needs to go through these four types of editors. So let's just go through each one let's and go. talk about what each one is and what they're looking for. So
1: well, first, I'll let you start with the first one. All right. This.
0: So the first one is a content or developmental editor. OK, this is an editor who's looking through your book, reading it, not for all the little spelling and grammatical errors and those kind of things, but they're looking at the plot right this is someone who is a master storyteller in themselves and they know where to look for a story arc and they're looking at your plot and they're looking at your pacing and they're looking at your character development and the clarity with which you're talking and the consistency right i've had some really good content editors with some of my books and this is the kind of editor that will look and say on page 16 this girl's eyes are blue and on page 400 they're Red. What am I talking about? They're green, right? And did you know that you've changed her eye color? And that's the kind of thing that you often don't realize as you're writing, you can easily make a mistake, or you might call them blue in one scene and turquoise in another. And that's a a content editor will look for that kind of consistency and be able to say, this doesn't make sense. Or they'll look at your story arc and say, it's just really not bringing it home. And you need to have someone who can look at that kind of pacing and all of that and just really see whether your story is compelling and makes sense in that way that it is a strong story right or for a non-fiction book it might be that you have developed that subject and really made your point and sold it to your reader
1: yes and it, sometimes with because I do some editing for nonfiction, I do editing for that and I will sometimes see people who where they'll throw a, even just a sentence in there that you go Wait a minute. I feel like you just took a left turn. You were it's making real. your case here and all of a sudden you've said something here. You have to explain that or this needs to be explained in more detail. So maybe it's own paragraph or maybe a set, a part and you say that this whole chapter needs to be broken up. And because you're making you've changed directions throughout the chapter and it made it not as clear. So that's where in nonfiction that can happen or maybe even for clarity, like you Mm -hmm. mentioned, or maybe there is a rabbit trail where they've gotten off on something that you say, you know what, this is not, you've taken a left turn here and this doesn't make sense within your structure or you're taking your reader in a new direction that isn't in line with the rest of your book. We've definitely had that before. Mm. Or I've even had it where I'm editing a book and I say, you know what? This section here really needs to go in your first paragraph or it needs to go earlier yeah. in your book because it's not making sense here. Or your reader would really b- benefit from having this information earlier to better understand your thought process. Yeah. So-
0: Content editor, they're going to be able to look at your entire manuscript and see how things may be able to be moved around and switched around. For clarity, that if that's necessary. This is the kind of editor that you really have to find someone that you jive with, right? That you respect and that you know, understands what you're trying to say. And when you find that, you'll probably use that person again and again. Because they can really see your book in a way that most people wouldn't be able yeah. to.
1: This is a little bit bigger picture editor who yeah. will understand your message and help you be clear with your message or with your story. Okay, next to the second one is the technical editor. Now, a technical editor is more about the grammar, the spelling, the punctuation, the capitalization, that kind of thing. They're going to look more paragraph by paragraph, I think, and even sentence by sentence, where they help say, okay, what is this person trying to say in this sentence or in this paragraph? And really go granular there to rearrange sentences and help make that makes sense.
0: They'll help you do things like take things out of a passive voice and make them more of into an active voice. The kind of things that you don't want to have to necessarily be thinking about as you're writing, but that can truly strengthen your manuscript. They're mm-hmm. going to look for adverbs that maybe you don't need to have in there and help you make that stronger. But more than anything, it's just good technical work. This is someone who usually is very detailed and they're just going to look for all those things that none of us want to look for that your grammar editor that comes with your word processor can sometimes find. They haven't perfected that technology mm-hmm. enough that it can totally catch this without you going through it every single one by yourself. So definitely look for a good technical editor because yes. that will make you look so smart. It'll make <laughs> you look
1: smart, and they just clean it up for you. They'll, if you're sitting there, I write clean. My challenge to you <laughs> is first to embrace the idea that everybody needs an editor. There are times that I write something or Chris writes something and we swap it and all of a sudden the other person gets a hold of it changes some things around, and all of a sudden it just takes it up a level. And that is what a technical editor will do for you. It will help you take it up that next level and make it really shine.
0: That's totally fine. It's not still your material. This is just part of the process. You've got to work with other people and they'll help you make it stronger. Yes. All right. So the next one is a subject editor. A subject editor is someone who can look at the subject of what you're writing and They have a special knowledge of what you're writing so that they can make sure it's correct. For instance, if you're writing a book that takes place in a particular time period, the subject editor is someone who understands that time period and is able to read it and make sure that everything you're doing actually takes place in that time. Or if it's a police procedural, they can make sure that, yes, this is the way that it would actually work in real life. I
1: even had a, back when I was a teenager, I was an extra on a movie in Florida mm-hmm. was being done. And they had people there that were looking at what people were wearing to make sure that it was correct. They were looking at, because it was a period piece set in the early 50s or late 40s, something like that, they were saying there can be no styrofoam in anybody's hand. There's no styrofoam ever. And so there were those kind of things that they were making sure that the story made sense and was historically accurate. And that's really what we're talking about as well. It's that story editor who's going to look at your manuscript to make sure it's correct. So thinking about nonfiction, think about someone who's writing about the insurance world. You want to have someone who's going to read that manuscript, a mentor or someone who really understands that world, who's going to read it and make sure that you are correct. Okay, make sure that you are, if you're talking about something about the way that insurance companies run, that person is saying, yes, you got that right. Now, you may have 30 years of experience working in a specific industry, but you may write something that's a little bit fuzzy. That person will say, I really think you might need to say it like this to make sure that it's legal, you know, that you're making sure that you're staying within the lines, the legal system or Mm. or whatever it is. And
0: that this is true also for theology, right? If you're writing an inspirational book and you've got scriptures in there and that sort of thing, you want to have someone who believes the same theology that you do read through it to help you make sure that, yeah, this really makes sense Mm -hmm. or "Hmm, this seems a little strange the way you interpreted that scripture, that sort of thing. They can make sure that it's a solid theological book. You don't want to get in trouble with any of these things because it'll take people right out of the book that you've written, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. And then the final stage is the proofreader. The Mm -hmm. proofreader is the final editor you need because they're basically the ones who are catching any remaining errors or inconsistencies before that book gets printed. And so your book is pretty much at this point, it's gone through the content editor, it's gone through the technical editor, it's gone through the subject editor, and the proofreader is just giving a one final look to see if there's anything else that needs to be fixed.
1: We're going to catch that last little bit. We're going to catch those misplaced commas. We're going to catch any typos misspellings we're just going to make sure that this thing is ready to hit the shelves
0: and you can tell whether a book has been through these four types of editors or not often because you'll see the mistakes If they haven't been through these editors you can easily see oh boy i wish someone had gone through that and made it the plot a little better the pacing was right. all off or bothered you see that spelling or grammatical error or did you see how they wrote something that's completely out of the time period and then of course the proofreader catching the final bit those are the kind of things that editors catch that we as writers think we catch and we don't that's why we need editors editors are gold to you if you can get a good editor can
1: you think of anything this is just pop quiz moment can you think of any book that you saw some kind of error on that you were like man They needed a good editor.
0: I don't want to call anyone's books out. No, I'm not specific. But absolutely. There's one of my favorite authors. Often when I read her books, despite the fact that I love the pacing of the book, they're so good. She doesn't quite complete the story arc sometimes. And I think that's because no one has gone in and said, hey... You didn't wrap up all the loose ends. Mm-hmm. And I think that she may think she she's done it. And I for, forgive her writing because I enjoy it so mm-hmm. much regardless. But yeah, that's the kind of thing that you see. And certainly I have seen it in manuscripts where the technical editing is just a mess that we need to fix those kind of things. Yeah. I
1: actually had a book series that I had started and I stopped because the the author had changed the names. <laughs> and had not caught it. Oh, Such really? a fun series, but from yeah. book one to book two, there would be all of a sudden there would be a wrong name in there, and I'd read it and I think, is that what? And then I'd realize, oh my gosh, that's the secondary character that is just. That's one of those errors you just don't want to make. And that's where (laughs) a good editor will help you. Yes, yes. In
0: conclusion, please find a good editor. Every manuscript needs editing four times through content, technical editing, subject editing, and proofreading. Mm -hmm. And yes, it may cost a little. It costs a little both in money and time. But if you do that. Your manuscript will shine. Be
1: careful about asking those people who just love you and are on the sidelines with their pom-poms cheering for you because (laughs) they may not be as honest if you've got something that doesn't make sense or you've got a story that doesn't quite wrap up correctly. Our loved ones, we love them. We want them there cheering for us. We absolutely do. But you want, when you work with an editor, you really have to go into it thinking... I don't want to get my manuscript back and have this person just say, great job. You want them to go over it with a fine-tooth comb and really challenge you. Because also, not only will it make your book or your manuscript better, but it will make you a better author.
0: Speaking of becoming a better author, we have a bunch of people who join us every Wednesday Wednesday. Uh, to write together we just get together we have a little training time and then we write together for 45 minutes we use the pomodoro technique that it's a way that just keeps each other accountable we write on our own material but we do it together over webcams and we just find it a great way to be accountable to one another if you need a writing partner come and and join us you'll find out more at writingmoments.com we'd love to have you Until next time, remember, you are not in this alone. This is something where we need each other because what, Gina?
1: Together we have writing momentum.
0: Bye. You've been listening to the Writing Momentum podcast with authors Christopher and Gina Maselli. Don't forget to subscribe and get the show notes at writingmomentum.com backslash podcast. Until next time, we hope that you have writing momentum.